Welcome to the Truth About Dentistry podcast. I am Dr. Peggy Bound, a successful solo dental practice owner in St. John, New Brunswick. After years of figuring out how I wanted to practice, I now run a fully digital clinic providing my own brand of dentistry on my own terms. It wasn't easy and I'm still learning, but I know I have so much knowledge to share. This podcast is created to help inspire young dentists or anyone looking to transition to a more digital practice. I aim to give you actionable step-by-step strategies to help you navigate the modern dentistry landscape. If you're looking to become more digital, improve your skills, or even have a more profitable practice, then this podcast is for you. Now let's get started. A while back, Quince and I always end the thinking of trying to think of what to talk about here is thinking that sometimes I do some things in the operatory that are a little unconventional, even unconventional, if you want to say it like that, but unconventional dentistry, which meaning, I mean, I'm thinking outside the box. I'm like using my basics in dentistry and maybe you guys are doing this too. Of course, we're all a little creative us dentists and making something work when, when it, we haven't actually learned it, like it's not actually in a book somewhere or, or whatever. So this is, I think my third episode talking about something that I've done or, and so these episodes are a little shorter. So hopefully you're in for a treat and you get something out of this, or you can again, message me if you want to see any images of, cause I usually document all my cases. So I just recently did a case that, like this, but I've been doing cases, uh, like the one I'm going to talk about today, which is basically Maryland bridges using ribbon, not again, maybe it is something it's offered out there in a course or whatever. I've just been doing them for years and just allowing a patient to, instead of, you know, maybe you can't, they can't have implants. They don't, the roots are not lined up again. Of course, we always think about implants. We're talking mostly about anteriors. Okay. Like I don't do these in the posterior. I do them in the anterior and I'm very particular about, you know, my clearance, my occlusion, and I usually do a design ahead of time. So I'm just going to take you through just a little bit. Again, if you've never done this and it certainly can be a little tricky and maybe just practice on a form or something first, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. I think the key thing here to remember is if you're doing a Maryland bridge with ribbon, and again, this is what it's meant for. So maybe there's lots of uh, information on this, but is to have you lined, you know, do you have enough occlusal clearance? Do you have, I like a lot of free space. Like I don't want my mandibular teeth to be hitting right on the, you know, the upper incisors or the, it can hit the canine a little bit, but there needs to be enough room for a thickness of material on the cingulum of those teeth and it's okay, but it can't be the only place it's hitting. Obviously, you know that, but either way, you know, how do we prepare for it? So the first thing I will do is of course, I have had a great discussion at great lengths with the patient about what their options are. They know that this is not like a, it's not a conventional bridge where I cut down their adjacent teeth. It's preserving their natural teeth, especially if their natural teeth are still very natural it may require more bonding on the facial of the other teeth. So we have to think about that, like thinking about their overall aesthetics. They have definitely are not a good candidate or have chosen that to not have implants or not have a conventional bridge. 
And, you know, like anything, it can break. I mean, there's a consent form and all this that normally goes with it. But the key thing that I want to do is I don't want them to have a problem. So I will either do alignment with Invisalign beforehand and I, or I will do something else a little unconventional, I guess, which is increase the vertical. And I've done a lot of training with that when I did my courses at LVI. And so, you know, I will increase the vertical dimension through a uh, clusal, like basically a, I'll either test drive a lower orthotic and, or I will take a bite and I will adjust a few times so that I've got an increased vertical that then allows me uh, AP and vertical distance for this material. So I'll do composite buildups on the lower molars and anywhere I need to on the lower to give ourselves that, like again, great clearance. So I did post again about this case. I don't know if it ended up in my highlights on my Instagram, but it was basically the case of two miss like the laterals, the upper laterals were missing. This patient, she had her laterals, I think in her case, they were actually taken out. They don't think they were actually like congenitally missing, but of course that's often the case. And she had a partial since she was 15 years old. So of course, very little, um, you know, bone for implants and things like that. Plus she didn't feel like she had the finances. That's always an option too, to do for someone until they have the finances. Or again, a very young person who can't yet have... Uh, dental implants, you know, as you know, cannot have implants until they're, um, you know, 21, 22 years old. So the key thing here was that I had increased the vertical in her case. Now, again, in other cases, I'll do Invisalign, but I checked it all. But then when we did her mock-up, I actually did like a design. Now the partial that she had, the laterals were actually quite labial to the smile. Couldn't use them as a guide. I couldn't make a guide off of that. So I had to do, um, like a, a design, a digital design. And then I created a putty from that. So I do like to work with when I'm working with ribbon, I do like to have a putty and I like to create like, again, the backing, the base, get the ribbon all in place, and then I'll pack around it and I'll create my, my Pontic. But the, one of the next things you need to remember is like how well to clean and prepare, um, the, the enamel. I will do most of it with a burr. Of course you can do with, um, with the pro with the profi and remove all the biofilm and everything i do like to use a burr i like to roughen the enamel very slightly and i'll come right into the interproximal so on the the you know the pontic side of those teeth the side that the teeth is going to be adjacent to the pontic i will come right in until almost the facial so because i want my rib on to kind of come right in and and basically with the acrylic be kind of wrapped in on the sides. So I don't want to just go straight across the back and then have the Pontic sitting out in front of it. We want it to kind of come in and then go back out, I guess kind of in the shape of a, I'm trying to think what the shape would be like a horseshoe shape almost uh, or something. Uh, so, so then of course you have to prepare the ribbon depending on the type of ribbon it is, there's instructions you use those follow the instructions in the box and soak your rib on and then um, make sure that you have everything properly prepared. So good isolation, uh, long etch if it's in pure enamel, I'm going to go like 30 to 60 seconds even and really 
create like a base. So I'll put my composite on the palatal or the cingulum side first of the adjacent teeth, then sink the ribbon into that. And then I'll put another light over top, but I'll just take my time. Like there's no lights on. I've got lots of time, nothing setting up and I'm really preparing it. And I'm using though my template to make sure that nothing is like too bulky or at a place. I still have an idea of where I'm going to build my teeth. Now, if I also have to do veneers on the facial of the adjacent teeth, that's even better. And in fact, that's what I did in this particular case. We did actually, I think 10 units. So that's so much easier because then you're going to also bring it along the facial. But when I'm, the key thing I guess I wanted to share with you is that when I put the I'm making the ribbon and I'm pushing the composite. I'm making sure that there's lots of composite of the pontic on both the buccal and lingual side of the ribbon. But I'm don't worry about like the the composite like touching the gums or being down in the gums and then them not being able to floss after. They're going to be able to floss. Like you're going to take your time, you're going to use, you know, all your very fine tools, your brushes, your explorer, everything to create that very, very small opening, but you want to be really good about making the shape of that pontic. So you want, it's going to be like a ridge lap, I guess is how I would explain it. I wouldn't just like make it come up and kiss the occlusion or the tissue. I would make it kind of come up over. So it's, you can of course do laser and you can sculpt the tissue and you can have all that done ahead of time, but you don't necessarily have to, you can create something that's really beautiful and it looks like that these teeth are growing right out of the gums. So I love it to be honest. Uh, again, it's a very like low cost, but fairly long-term option. Again, you've got to pick and choose your patients. They need to have good oral hygiene and they need to make sure that uh, they understand like they're not going to be biting into really hard things with this particular bridge. But that being said, I mean, that's, that's okay. Like that's not the end of the world. So I use the template, like I said, to create the backing and then along the gum line, I'll do that freehand. And then once I get the incisal edge made, like with the template, I'll then take that off and then I'll do like a veneer over the top or over the front. Okay. So the last thing I just want to say is that, you know, when you peel off your putty and this is like for any case you're doing, is to go in with your number 12 and like clean up because it's not going to cure all the way through. Like take your little optosculpt, pat everything down, make sure it's nice and smooth, use your mirrors and use your number 12 blade to just like cut away any extra. Make sure you've got nice clearance like between the tissue so that you've got that nice, looks like interdental papilla, but really it's this little space that you can get a floss underneath uh, because again, you, you are literally gluing these three teeth together, but you still want to be able to get under there. So I will, uh, use my, at this point, number 12, clean up the back before I get my assistant to do the final cure. And then I'll just, uh, you know, put my putty back on, make sure everything fits. And then I'll do my final veneer over the top of that. The tough part is, is that a Pontic will have like a different look to it because if you're doing a veneer over a tooth which has like natural warmth at the gum line and then you do a pontic which has like nothing it's just black space behind it you'll tend to find that the pontics look a little cold so my little trick with that and what I did with this case is I actually used it's by it's an opaquer by Cosmodent and it's like I mixed I think 
honey yellow with uh, light brown and I I mix them and then I did that at the cervical third just to give a little bit of warmth so it looked like that was an actual tooth. You can't just use your regular composite color and expect it to look like the adjacent teeth. So you've got to use a little bit of opaquers or warm things. And then I also used a little white opaquer at the incisal, just the incisal tip to create almost like, looks like a halo, to create like a halo effect. So those are some little after touches you can do because this pontic could easily stand out and go, oh yeah, like that tooth doesn't look like the other teeth. Um, so a, a design, a guide, and then using your colors and just taking your time, having fun with it. I'd love to see any cases that you've done or if you have any questions, or if you have a case that you're, you know, you, you want to try this on, uh, feel free to send it to me. I would love to, to help. And uh, you can email me at peggybound at iCloud.com or you can just DM me. I'm always there on Instagram at drpeggybound. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to, to listen to this podcast. And again, hopefully I inspired you in some way. If you feel this was helpful or you have any colleagues that you think would really maybe enjoy some, some of the content like this, we're going to be here every week. And I would so appreciate it if you would subscribe to my channel and also share this little discovery of this new podcast with your friends and colleagues. If you do want to reach me, you can certainly find me through my social media channels, Dr. Peggy Bound or Peggy Bound Dentistry, and or you can reach me on my email, peggy at smilesbybound.com.